Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Happy Easter, everyone. Welcome home. Welcome to this amazing, incredible building. Come on, can we just thank Jesus for giving us a new home this morning? Come on. Love it. Love it so much. So grateful to have you with us. If you're part of our church family, I'm so excited for this season. I believe that today is going to launch us into what God's going to be doing. I know the last season was a little awkward with the high school and the construction, and we're still waiting on the screen. Help me, Jesus. Don't worry, it's coming. It's on a boat somewhere. My poor staff, the whole week they had to hear about me complaining about the screen, but don't worry, it's coming. Um, But, man, I am just so grateful for what God's doing. And then for those that are newer here, maybe it's your first time today. Come on, can we honor them one more time? Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for checking out our church. Love that you're with us. Hopefully we're a church that can make you feel at home. If we're not, we'd love to help you find one, I promise, okay? So let's do this. Let's go ahead and stay standing. We're going to read the word today. I'm going to share a little bit. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach too long. I know you guys got some things to do. You got barbecues and and plans with the family and all this stuff. But I want to give a word today that I think is for someone who came to our church this morning. And so we're going to go to the book of Romans chapter 8. We're going to go to the book of Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 11. Verses 9 through 11. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 11. And why we stay standing is, this is something we do every week here at our church, is we stand when we read the word, when we read this book. Because we believe that this is the thing that we stand on. This is the truth of our life. And we do it in honor and in reverence to Jesus and his words in this book. And so we're going to read Romans chapter 8. And we're going to continue our series called Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Awesome. Let's do it. Romans chapter 8 verses 9 through 11 says this. You, however, are not in the flesh. Come on, that's good news. But in the spirit. In fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of God does not belong to him. Verse 10. But if it is Christ in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him, come on, this one's great. This is the verse we're going to lock in on. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our people. God, I am so excited for what you're doing in this season. I pray I would get out of the way. I pray you would move and speak. What does it matter, like I said earlier, if we have a room full of people and a nice building, but you're not in the room. So Holy Spirit, I pray you would come. You have permission to have your way. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen, amen. Have a seat, have a seat. Here we go. So I want to keep it brief. I think it would be remiss to not talk about the resurrection of Jesus on Easter. Obviously, I think that's why most of us are here. And one of the things I want to just remind us is the reason why we talk about the resurrection on Easter is because it is the greatest moment in history and it is the greatest moment in our faith. I want you to understand there is no Christianity without the cross and the resurrection. The cross and the resurrection is what differentiates us from every other religion. Every other religion would demand you to go after God and get a hold of him. That you would have to change your life before you meet Jesus. 
that you would have to fix yourself before you get a hold of God. But the difference between our religion and every other religion is that Jesus meets us where we're at. And Jesus is not interested with us changing ourselves first, but rather inviting him into the process of our lives. And can I tell you, friend, for some of you that are struggling or came in not knowing why you're even at church today, I want to tell you that there's good news. The good news is this, is that you cannot change on your own. That you do not have the power to do this. You do not have the power to fix your life. Can you tell? Let's be real. Let, don't start looking at people, but look, come on. The beautiful thing about it is that Jesus is not scared of our mess. And the reason why he's not scared of our mess is because he loves us. And so the God of the universe who created all things decided to come down in the form of a man by a name named Jesus. And he came down and he lived and he died and he rose again. He met us where we were at so that we could have a relationship with him. That's the gospel. That's the good news. What I want to highlight today is something a little bit different within the gospel. Not that it's necessarily unique, but I think it's a reminder. I think oftentimes when we do Easter messages or, or we preach, and we've been on this series on the Holy Ghost, we talk often about the Father. We talk often about God. We talk often about the Son. But I feel like very rarely most churches talk about the Holy Spirit. But what we have to remind ourselves today, which we just read in Romans, is that can we realize this, that it was the Spirit... The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, who raised Christ from the dead. So today I want to talk to you about the one who brings dead things back to life. I want to talk to you about the one who this is what he does. This is one of the things the Holy Spirit does. This is one of the things the Holy Ghost does today and in our lives is he loves to bring dead things back to life. Paul describes this. As the Spirit of God raising Jesus from the dead. Therefore, he asked the question. Therefore, if the Spirit of God lives in you, me, us, we, together. If the Spirit of God is in us, then that must mean that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead also can raise us from the dead and the things that are dead in our life. And why I love that is because I believe that this is what God does. And I believe this is what our church is called to. I'm not interested in having a cool Christian service that makes you feel good. Can I tell you that Jesus is not interested in making you a better person. He's interested in making dead people come back to life. Meaning that what you need to understand this today is that before you met Jesus, whether you like it or not, the Bible says you were dead in your sin. There was something missing. There was something that wasn't alive. There was something that was off. But that when Jesus comes into the scene and when we allow Jesus to enter into our life no matter how messy or broken you are can I tell you that once that happens everything begins to change and what once was dead can be brought back to life again family if you're in this room and you knew that back in the day you were dead and today you're alive can you just give Jesus a shout this morning come on I just wanted to do that for funsies for the people that are like, well, that sounds weird. Don't listen to the preacher, man. Listen to what God's doing and the people that are sitting right next to you. It's the beautiful thing about the church. I'm not the church. It's us. There's one thing for someone to tell you. There's another thing for someone to say, I have experienced Jesus. I have seen him change my life. 
I have seen him heal my marriage. I have seen him break the addiction off my life. I have seen him restore relationships. I have seen him heal me from the inside out. I once was like this, but now I'm like this. I used to come from this background, but now I'm right here now. I used to be broken, messed up, jacked up, screwed up, but then I met a God who decided to come down into my reality and decided to come and change my life and decided to come in and even though it was messy and it looked all jacked up and I didn't deserve it, it didn't matter because Jesus was greater than the sin that I was dealing with and by the power of the cross, which was the bloodshed of Jesus that washed away my sin and by the power of the resurrection, I'm now someone different. Family, I want to tell you that that's what I believe Resurrection Sunday is about. We have to remind ourselves that because of what Jesus did, we now can have a real relationship with him. I want to believe that this is what Jesus has called us to as a church, that we would not be just a social club, but we would believe that it doesn't matter how jacked up or screwed up or messed up you are, that in Jesus' name, God can turn it around. Because he brings dead things back to life. And interesting enough, it's the Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of life. I didn't share this first service. Normally second service gets the better message. I'm not going to lie. You ever hang out with someone who's just a fun sucker? Again, don't start looking around. You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't invite them to the party. Don't invite them. Hopefully you're not like going up to the club and turning up, but don't invite them. Right? Because if you invite them, it's like the life, everyone. Everyone, the life of them just gets sucked out. And let's be honest, it's normally one of our cousins. Let's just be real. Come on, let's just, let's just, someone in the family. Everything's fine at Christmas and Thanksgiving until they walk through the door. I'm just saying. And it's like, oh boy, I guess we are not going to have fun anymore. They're going to make some dumb comment about something and be critical about this and da 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 right? Like, no one likes that person. No one likes that person. If you're that person, don't worry. You could pray for later. Like, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Like, we still love you. But what I have learned in this life is that Jesus has called us not to live a dead life, but a life in him. And I'll say something that's bold, but, but I believe it's biblical and I believe it's true. And I know this from experience that until you experience Jesus, you have not found life. More than the Easter eggs and the cool church building and all the things we do, which we love. I want you to know this before you leave today, that some of us are in the room. And God does not want you on an Easter and a Christmas. God does not want part of your life just on Sundays. God does not want part of your life when it's convenient. He wants all of your life. And can I tell you that when you exchange your old life for him, everything begins to change. And it is full. And that, that you will not find more peace. You will not find more joy. You will not find more hope. You will not find more freedom. You will not find more healing. You will not, you will not find out there what you can find with him. I'm not saying that to convince you. I'm telling you what I've experienced. There is no one like Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus was raised from the dead, was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, that if that's the power of God that begins to move, right? Jesus is in the tomb. The Bible says that he died on Friday. The Bible says that he went down into hell on Saturday, took the keys of hell and death, and then rose from the dead on Sunday. Now let me tell you, Friday to Sunday, I was just thinking about this yesterday, it got real quiet. 
People were real nervous. Imagine the disciples following Jesus for three years. The next thing you know, he's dead. Why would he die? What's going on? But they had no idea that although it was silent on Saturday, Sunday was coming. And then the Holy Ghost raises Jesus back from the dead. I feel like I'm talking to some people who've been living in a really long Saturday today. You came in here and it's been tough and it's felt silent and you've been far away from God. You've been trapped. You've been lost. You've been broken. There's been some things that have been happening in your life and it feels like you're dead. But can I tell you, you're not. That if you would allow Jesus in, Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. See, I believe that through the power of the Holy Ghost, we have life now and life forever. Life now and life forever. This is one of the things we believe fundamentally in Christianity. That we believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Right? It's just what we believe. Other religions believe different things. This is what we believe. That Jesus is the only way. Right? He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one could go to the Father except before him. So we believe that. And I think most of us who probably grew up in church, probably most of you that are here, probably have an understanding or an idea of that. And I think sometimes we treat heaven like a get-out-of-jail card. Come on. It's kind of like Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket. Remember that movie? Depends what generation you are. One with Gene Hackman and the other one with Johnny Depp. I'm just saying. All the old people were like, yeah. All the millennials are like, yeah. All the Gen Zers are like, what the heck is Charlotte and Chocolate Factory? That's okay. Look it up on YouTube because you don't even watch television. I'm just going to be honest. Right? Your kids don't even watch TV no more. They're just on their phones. Let's just be real. And I think we treat salvation like that. Where as long as I'm not going to go to hell, as long as I'm going to make it to heaven, and can I tell you that, okay, maybe that's true. Honestly, I wouldn't live my life wild and then hopefully I make it. That's not my cup of tea. But let's just say you do. Cool. Can I tell you, though, that Jesus did not die just for you to get to heaven? Jesus died so you can experience life now. What wouldn't matter if you make it to heaven, but your life was miserable and broken and empty when God wanted to do something in your life today? My son, I'm so proud of him. He's the best. Um, he, he's just a little evangelist this week. We had him passing out flyers. My wife made cake pops because how many know that nobody can say no to a flyer to church if there's a cake pop attached to it? Some of y'all, it's okay to bribe people for Jesus. I'm just saying, like, you just got to do what you got to do. So my son actually uh, goes to his barber shop and invites all his barbers, invites all his barbers to church with the cake pop and a flyer, which I was like, go boy. I love it. And so he invited him and he gets in the car, I guess. And he goes, mom, I really hope they go to church. And she was like, okay, well, we'll see. Why? And he's like, because I really want them to go to heaven. He's like, and if they don't, then they're going to the other place. And then he, I guess he's like, that place. Like, <laughs> I think we know that. I don't think you need a preacher to tell you that. If you have some form of Christianity, I, I, don't think, I don't think the heaven and hell reality is an issue in some ways for American westernized Christianity. I think discipleship is the issue. I think no one has a problem with Jesus so that way they can get to heaven so they don't go to hell. But I think a lot of us have a problem with Jesus when he asks us for our life so that way we can find life in him. See, here's the deal. If you want life in Jesus, it's there. It's open. He paid the price. It's already been purchased for you. He did the thing he needed to do. He died on the cross. And through the power of the resurrection, today you can find life in Jesus. That's the gospel. But the gospel also says that for one to find life, you must let go of your old one. 
And we don't like that because that creates an issue with the things we think that we like, but it's killing us on the inside. And I came to tell you today that that thing that you think is life-giving is actually killing you from the inside out. We have mistaken what real life is for a counterfeit. And I want to tell you today that in Jesus, through the power of the Holy Ghost, that that's where true life is. That you can have life today and then life forever. That you could experience something real and true and authentic. And, and that's what I live for is that I would begin to see people, see individuals, see loved ones, begin to come back to life again. And in a day and age that's so focused on all the other stuff, I think that's so necessary in this time is to have conversations about, no, you don't have to walk around like you're dead and aimless and hopeless with no faith. There's life. And there's life in Jesus. So I have a question for you. I told you I wasn't going to be too long. What is your tomb? That's my question. What's your tomb today? See, I, I think we complicate things a lot. I, I'd say this often. If you go here, I talk about this a lot. I think one of the things that blows my mind is that Jesus didn't raise himself from the dead. That it was within the power of the Trinity that the Holy Ghost raised him from the dead. Although the Trinity is three in one, they're different persons but the same God. We're talking about Jesus here. Have you ever read the Gospels? Jesus did some pretty dope stuff. He walked on water. He turned you know, some food to feed 5,000 people. That's some, pretty, that's some pretty next level stuff. He casted out demons, healed the sick, raised the dead. This is Jesus. Jesus dies. Jesus dies. And it's the Holy Spirit that raises him from the dead. And I don't know, I'm not trying to complicate it, but I just wonder sometimes how we complicate things. I know some of y'all, to get here this morning was complicated. Come on, y'all, especially you had kids in the car. Y'all were saying some words on the way here that weren't holy. I get it, especially you have like 10 kids. We gotta get there. We got the Easter egg hunts at 10. Come on, now we gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, we missed it. Oh well, you should have put your shoes on, Jimmy. No eggs for you, bro. Like, I get it stressful chaotic and and we live a life of mess but but I actually think following Jesus is very simple and I just have to believe that the reason why Jesus was raised by the dead through the Holy Spirit is so that way he can show us a model that he can do the same thing with us if he did it with him Jesus is like I was raised by the Holy Ghost why can't the dead things in your life be raised by the Holy Ghost I also think that it's very important that Jesus had to die Scripturally, that's very accurate. But on, on a personal level, you don't understand what you lost until something's dead. And you don't understand how something powerful until it raises back to life. And Jesus flexes his power. Right? This is Jesus. This is the God of the universe. This is the man who tells the stars where to stop. This is the man who puts the stars and suns and moons where they're at. This is the God who decides to tell the oceans where to stop and the sands where to start and the mountains how high and the valleys how low and the hairs on your head. This is God. And God says, this is how I show the world I'm powerful. I let the people I created kill me. I let the people I created kill me. But I'm not going to stay dead. 
Because when I raise from the dead, everything that I've been saying will be true. Everything I've been saying will be true. And so Jesus had to have a tomb so that way the Holy Ghost can come in and resurrect him. Family, what's your tomb? Because I know you didn't came in here like everything's great. Some of you, if things are great, that's awesome. But I know, I know how life is. And some of you today, I know you have a tomb. Maybe your marriage is dying. Maybe your heart is dying because you haven't been close to God in a while. You feel like you're empty on the inside. Maybe your soul is dying. Maybe your relationship with someone is dying. Whatever the case may be, maybe, maybe you have allowed just sin and mess and garbage to begin to decay you from the inside out. Family, what is your tomb? Because can I tell you that when you identify what your tomb is, then it gives Holy Spirit permission to raise you back from the dead. Where do you need God to insert himself so life can sprout again? So I want to do this. We're going to sing this song. And I believe that really the worship team is just going to sing it over you. You can stand. You can sit. It don't matter. But I want you to listen to the lyrics. I want you to allow Holy Spirit to speak to you, not just Pastor Juan singing a cool melody. And I want God to begin, allow God to begin to penetrate your heart. Allow the Holy Ghost to begin to identify what's the tomb in your life. And where do I need to let God back in in my life? Maybe you haven't let God in at all. Maybe I need to let God back in in my life. Whatever the case may be, let's begin to pray that right now in this moment, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want to reveal to me. Let's take this moment on a Sunday, Holy Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and say, Holy Ghost, if you can raise Jesus from the dead, then you can raise me from the dead as well. You can raise the things that are broken and are dying. You can raise my marriage back from the dead. You can raise my family situation back from the dead. You can raise that financial struggle back from the dead. God, you can raise all this addiction that's lost. You can begin to kill it and bring me life again. You can begin to do all that you want, Holy Ghost. But God, I need you to do it. So family. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.